Hello and welcome to this episode of Live Game Repeat. I'm your host, Adriano, and today we've got an extra special episode planned for you guys. Uh, it's been a while, but I assure you it was definitely worth the wait. We're going to be talking about E3. That's right, E3. That's the Electronic Entertainment Expo, where developers and uh, publishers get to share their games that they've been working on and games that are going to be coming out in the near future. Uh, it's only held once per year, so it's really exciting when it does happen. Uh, they definitely get the attention of every gamer out there, uh, and they also get the in uh, investors' attention as well, because uh, the investors get to see what they've been investing in. So uh, in case you missed those uh, those awesome press conferences that happened uh, during this year's E3, uh, be sure to check out our stream on Twitch. That's uh, twitch.tv slash player one. LGR, so it's going to be player one underscore LGR, and that is uh, where we kind of showed off. Um, we kind of co-partnered with with Twitch there, and we co-streamed the episode. Uh, so that way, uh, you know, everybody who enjoys the stream could watch the press conference together, all the press conferences that happened, and just kind of share their thoughts and opinions and everything. I was uh, kind of sharing my opinions during the whole thing, uh, but I assure you, you will enjoy it. If you are a gamer, go and check it out. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Um, so I'm going to be discussing, this is going to be kind of a longer episode, and it's I'm going to be doing it in a very unorthodox way. So I'll be just discuss, uh, discussing all of the uh, press events one by one, starting with Microsoft, and then we're going to have another episode for Nintendo and uh, a third episode for Sony. Um, and then following those uh, these three episodes, um, I will probably condense... Um, uh, Square Enix, Ubisoft, EA, and Bethesda all together in one episode um, just because there wasn't as many games uh, shown uh, as uh, the three big ones, which is uh, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. So uh, I'm going to be covering uh, as many games as I can, but I won't be covering them all. I'm, I'm probably going to cover the games, uh, go over the games that I think uh, impacted E3, uh, impacted uh, viewers and gamers out there uh, in a really positive way and, a, or, and or a really negative way. So um, if I do miss something that you wanted me to cover here on this uh, episode, or even the next episode, go ahead and hit me up on Discord. Uh, jump in our Discord. That's live.game.repeat. Uh, dot, I guess, uh, live game repeat. And uh, yeah, search that up. Uh, and uh, Or you can you can actually get an invitation from the stream. So if you go to player, player1 underscore LGR on Twitch, you'll see an invitation there for the Discord. Go ahead and jump in there and, and chit-chat with me. You can reach me directly. You can DM me, uh, direct message me on Discord, and we can chit-chat about the game. Heck, I might bring it up on the stream. Um, we'd love to have you come in there. We're playing games all the time, so... Yeah, jump in there and, and, and you know, look around, chit-chat. People are very, very welcoming. Uh, we've created a very positive environment there on Discord as well as on the stream. So jump in if you'd like to talk about any kind of games or anything that I missed here on the stream. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Here we go. All right, let's talk Microsoft, guys. All right, so uh, this Microsoft uh, press conference was really exciting. I was very, very happy to see all of the new games that they were announcing. 
Um, let's just jump right into it. Um, Halo Infinite was the first game they showed off, and uh, from what I could see, it, it looked really cool. They're using a brand new um, engine for the Halo games. Uh, from now on, I'm guessing uh, it was it, it was Halo Infinite is what they showed off. And uh, the trailer that they showed was, it was pretty, it was gorgeous. Um, but there's not enough, I guess, information there to kind of, uh, you know, lean me towards what they're trying to, or, or trying to give me uh, an idea of what they're doing with the story. I, I still don't know uh, exactly what they're going, what they're planning with this. I mean, they did not call it Halo 6. They called it Halo Infinite. So I, I still, I just don't understand why they would name it uh, Halo Infinite, and from looking at the trailer, uh, you could see at the end of the trailer there was Master Chief, uh, they're holding his helmet, um, but the armor that he had was very clean, uh, very pristine, after taking a second look at it, I was like, well, they, he's got, he's got his armor, but why is it so perfect, why is it so, uh, so pristine, you know, um, but the game looks gorgeous, uh, at least from what I could tell during that trailer. I mean, I saw uh, some rhino-looking animals and some, like, deer-looking animals, but uh, I just don't. There was a lot of sunlight going through windows, and, and they showed some water, uh, which looked cool, but, I mean, still. Like, I guess they were just trying to show off the engine, uh, but there was nothing there that, that led me to believe that this was an actual continuation of Halo in the Halo series. Uh, so, I mean, it's cool, but it wasn't really, uh, it didn't pump me up for Halo like, like Microsoft normally does. Uh, they normally come out, you know, and really show what Halo's all about. And this time it was just a little teaser and, uh, but it wasn't enough to get me really excited for it. So that was the first game that they showed off. Then they go into Fallout 76. Uh, they show kind of that world that Fallout is and, you know, everybody loves uh, by Bethesda. Um, I know that uh, Bethesda has... We're going to be talking about more about Bethesda during their time on the next episode. So I won't go into too much there. But uh, uh, as usual, you know, Microsoft has a long-standing relationship with Bethesda. So it was really cool to see um, Todd Howard come on stage and kind of briefly talk about Fallout 76. Uh, which is their new title that's going to be dropping, um, I think, next year. So, really cool. Okay, so I did make a slight error here. They did show Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, in, uh, right, I think, right after Halo Infinite, which was cool. I mean, everybody loves the Halo, or everybody loves the Ori game, the first one that came out, Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, very cool Metroidvania. Uh, 2.5D side-scrolling experience that a lot of people took uh, a liking to. So, yeah, they showed that off. It looked great. It looked great. There's a, It looked like the Ori could do a few more things that uh, he wasn't able to do in the first game. Uh, like, I think I saw him have... He either had a sword or some sort of weapon. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how that affects gameplay, uh, how you defeat enemies and, and that sort of thing. So, very cool. After that, we saw a uh, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, which is a, a prequel. I think it's a prequel to uh, Life is Strange Part Two. So I, I'm not gonna say it is a prequel, but it looks like what is because I think I saw it on screen. There was uh, it said in the universe of Life is Strange. So I think that that 
doesn't directly affect the story or have anything to do with the story itself. But uh, it was very interesting. It was uh, a little about a little boy who uh, kind of has these adventures in his, you know, these kind of um, wild imagination and has these adventures in his backyard. And it, it looked amazing. Uh, it kind of just brought me back to when I was a kid. I used to play with action figures all the time. And growing up in the house, kind of being the, uh, I guess, only child, uh, so to speak, uh, it was it was tough to kind of entertain yourself. So you had to kind of have a big imagination for that type of stuff. So it was really cool to see that. And uh, it was it was great because I could actually relate to it. So it kind of made me want to play it. You know, it got me all teary-eyed for a moment there. But it was really interesting. And uh, I'm excited. I'm probably going to pick that up just, just to play as this kid who has these wild, awesome adventures. Um, so, yeah. All right. And then there's uh, Crackdown 3. Uh I'm not, I, I gotta say I'm I'm not impressed uh, with how that game looks. I thought by now they would take this this year to because they showed a, a trailer last E3 last year 2017, and I thought I thought they would take the time to actually you know work on some of the graphic quality, some of the uh, I guess gameplay quality. I, I just I just wasn't impressed. The only thing that was kind of cool was to see Terry Crews. Uh, as the actual playable character, the actual uh, main character of the game. And I, I'm pretty sure that was him. I mean, it was his voice for sure. Uh, and it looked like him. It had his likeness. But I don't know if that was him for sure. But I just I just wasn't impressed. I don't think a lot of fans were impressed either. Um, I haven't really looked into anybody's responses. But I've uh, heard uh, on, on diff- numerous podcasts that... Uh, People just weren't impressed. A lot of hosts for another sh- for other shows just weren't uh, as excited as they were before with Crackdown, and uh, yeah, this one definitely didn't didn't you know bolster their spirits for it at all. So uh, yeah, just kind of disappointing. Very very disappointing. So I think that this game will still have the multiplayer and uh, you know all the destructible environments and all the craziness that Crackdown's been known to have, um, but I just don't think it's going to appeal to a lot of people. Uh, like the previous Crackdown titles have. And we got another look at uh, Me- Metro Exodus. Um, I've never really gotten into the Metro games, so I can't really speak too much on it. Um, it looks like a post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, game that's you know story-driven. Um, but and the graphics look amazing. Uh, great models, great textures. The weather effects look amazing. Um, I don't know how the story's going to play out. I don't really know much about it, but it did look cool. Um, I wouldn't find myself playing that game because the whole post-apocalyptic uh, environment kind of thing doesn't really work for me. But I know there's a lot of hardcore fans out there who love Metro. So this is uh, tailored just for them. Uh, and, and you know, I guess it was it was that trailer that they showed with gameplay was meant to grab new players, but it just did not do that for me. Then we got Kingdom Hearts 3 that was shown off, um, and uh, which was really kind of crazy because they actually showed off the same trailer at, I think, you know, four different press events, including Sony and including uh, Nintendo and Square Enix. So I'm not going to be talking about uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 here right now. We'll be discussing that on the next episode where we're covering Square Enix's uh, press event. So, uh, yeah. And then Microsoft decided to show us some DLC for Sea of Thieves, which is going to be Sea of Thieves Cursed Sales. 
and Sea of Thieves Forsaken Shores. So it's Cursed Sails and Forsaken Shores, both DLCs coming out later this year. Uh, one actually, uh, the first one, Cursed Sails, is going to be coming out in July, and Forsaken Shores will be dropping in September. So that was really cool to see. Uh, I like... I, if, if you do watch my stream, you've seen you've seen me play um, Sea of Thieves, and I have a blast playing that game. I play it solo, so it's it's kind of fun, just kind of sailing around, dodging these uh, bigger galleons that are coming after me uh, for my treasure, for my loot. Uh, also, the the sailing in there is just fantastic. I love it. Um, I'm actually waiting for another pirate game coming out by another developer, but we'll discuss that when the time comes. Uh, you guys probably already know what it is, but we'll save it. We'll save it. Next, I kind of want to talk about Forza Horizon 4. Oh my gosh, that game looks amazing. I'm, I'm so excited for it. Like, I have never been excited for a racing game. I'm just not a big racing fan. But when I saw this game and how they can dynamically change the seasons uh, every week, they, they discussed how they were going to be able to change the, the seasons. And with those season changes, they'll be able to change the global events that will be happening for Forza Horizon 4. Super awesome. Oh, yeah, by the way, they totally mentioned that this is a always online persistent world where um, you'll see other drivers and other other people like actual players driving around in the world around you, which is really, really cool because uh, I think that's like I think that's where gaming is going. That's where gaming is heading, where, where these big, you know, triple A titles are totally saying, hey, you know what? We want you to be able to play with your friends if you want to. But if you don't, that's fine. But you'll be able to see everyone else enjoying this game. Uh, as much as you do at the same time in the same world, which is really cool. Um, Destiny is kind of the, 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 you know, the game that started it all. Bungie, amazing developer. Uh, and I think other games are starting to follow suit. Um, we've seen it in, um, uh, what is it? The, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. And the crew, the crew tried to do this as well. Uh, kind of flopped. But uh, this game, I think, is doing what the crew did. Uh, and I think it's doing it way better in a, in a very cool way. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited for Forza Horizon 4. It's the first time I'm very excited for a game like that. The game looks gorgeous. Uh, you know, uh, they're just, it's an amazing game. So, all right. So this next game actually caught me off guard. I had no idea, uh, that they were going to be showing this game off. I didn't realize it was actually close to completion, but it's called We Happy Few and, uh, it's being made by compulsion studios uh now they've i think they they uh, showed off the game about two years ago at uh, their microsoft's press event uh here at e3 uh so that was really cool to see it finally come back and uh you know make its its debut once more uh on the microsoft stage uh i think microsoft actually acquired them as well as four other studios so it was really cool to see we happy few here on the stage uh and it looks cool the story looks very intriguing i'm very interested in it it's almost um from what i could see the townsfolk uh, in this world are being forced to take a pill, uh, and they call the pill joy, from what I could see. Um, and they're being forced to take this so they can be happy. But uh, there's other characters in the game that don't want to take it, and there's that's where the conflict happens. And uh, it looks kind of dark, to be honest with you. Um, the graphic style is great. It's like superimposed characters, uh, so they they have like kind of bigger heads, bigger hands, uh, smaller bodies, or whatnot. And it it looks gorgeous though. It's just, it's very stylistic, and I can't wait to get my hands on this. It, it, it looks like it's being told, uh, like, you know, a great, a great story is being told, 
and uh, I'm just interested and, and very excited to jump into that world. So we'll see within the next few uh, few months if they release any more footage or any more content uh, that they want to discuss about the development of this game. But until then, I'm, I'm more than glad to wait. Take let them take their time, polish this game, make it awesome. Uh, it's gonna it's definitely a uh, must buy in my in my book. All right, moving on. The Division 2 by Ubisoft. Um, super cool looking. I mean, they're taking the environment to another to another area of, of the United States, which is Washington, D.C., uh, the capital of the U.S., which is really cool to see. Uh, we were in Manhattan in The Division Part 1, uh, and uh, Ubisoft is, is great at recovering their games. I mean, and I've, I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, they're one of the very few developers who can put out a title that's subpar and just really make it shine over the next few years. And uh, they did that with the division. Well, at least the first division. Um, it was it was a great story, but there just really wasn't anything to do after you beat the game. Uh, there was a few in-game kind of DLCs that were released, um, but then people started picking the game up and they started dropping more and more DLC and more DLC and just giving people exactly what they wanted out of that experience. And uh, next thing you know, um, the division is is an awesome game. <laughs> you know, uh, it was disappointing that it wasn't as good um, when it first came out, but it's very I'm very glad to see that it actually they recovered it and made it just an awesome game. Uh, so now they're taking all of those great things that they've uh, learned from the Division Part One, and they're putting it right into the Division Two, right at right from the beginning, which is it's awesome. Uh, that's that's probably why I'll end up buying this game. Just so many great things that I've heard about the Division now uh, that that you know players are really getting into. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to pick up the Division Two. Uh, beat the story and see what the end game content looks like. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna just continue playing it for a very, 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 very long time, but uh, yeah, I definitely will be checking it out. Um, it's it's a must buy in my book as well. We then got to take a look at a game that uh, I, I thought the genre was dead, but uh, it's a skating game called Session, and uh, it looks really cool. Like it actually just reminds me of Skate, except it looks you know, like a good skating game. I mean, Skate was great. Don't get me wrong. Skate 3 was probably the biggest skating game that there ever was, um, besides, of course, the Tony Hawks. Um, but it looks like they're finally trying to bring the skating genre back uh, to consoles. So, yeah, that looked really cool. Um, I know a lot of people who uh, used to play skating games back then are very excited for it. So uh, we'll see how that does, uh, like, market-wise. Um, and, and, you know, at, right after release, we'll, we'll check out the sales numbers and see if that game is actually uh, pulling its weight. And we've got an announcement uh, here that kind of caught me off guard, which is Devil May Cry 5. Um, it looked just like uh, Devil May Cry. I mean, I, I called it before the game was even, like, the title even, shot, uh, even showed up on the screen. But, uh, you know, you could tell it was Devil May Cry. The same character from Devil May Cry 4 was there. And, uh, yeah, at the end, we got a little teaser. Dante showed up um, from the previous Devil May Cry titles, which was pretty cool to see. Um, but, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a, a, another Devil May Cry game. Uh, you know, the same kind of combos that you're looking for uh, in a Devil May Cry game are going to make a, an appearance again. Uh, so it's going to be that same great Devil May Cry action in your face, over the top uh, gameplay that you, you know, you love and, and, and have come to expect out of a Devil May Cry game. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's cool. 
but uh, probably not my uh, it's not my cup of tea so I'm probably not gonna be picking that one up but I know there are a lot of people who do like that game so yeah uh, geek out so really quick I just want to mention that uh, in the middle of their press briefing or press conference uh, whatever you want to call it the Microsoft announced that they've uh, acquired five new studios new development studios um, let's see let's start from the top here the initiative was acquired as well as Undead Labs, Playground Games, Ninja Theory, and Compulsion. So that was huge to see uh, that they mentioned that like all of these, all five of these developers have been snagged up by Microsoft. It was kind of a big deal uh, to add on to the uh, the already huge um, you know list of of uh, developers that Microsoft already has in their pockets, including 343 Studios, Rare, uh, Turn 10. Um, you know, they've already got quite a few studios in their pockets. So to get five more is just, is just awesome. I think they've got a total, uh, now of, I think maybe 10 or 11 studios. I can't exactly quite put a number on it, but it's, it's quite a lot of studios that they've got in their pockets. So I'm really curious and really excited to see what the next few years look like for Microsoft. I also want to mention that uh, when when the press conference kind of came to a slowdown, um, when people came to talk out on stage, we had somebody come out and talk about uh, Xbox Game Pass, which was really cool. Um, they mentioned that uh, three new games were available, three huge games were available on Xbox Game Pass, which is ten bucks a month, and you get access to over a hundred games, uh, you know, from the Xbox library, and uh, it was really cool to see the division. Uh, as well as Elder Scrolls, uh, the uh, online Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 4, all uh, being titles that are coming. Uh, well, actually, they dropped the same day as the announcement, which was a few days ago, which was awesome. Um, so I went ahead and downloaded Fallout 4. Uh, I started playing that. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's really great to see that Microsoft is uh, expanding upon their Game Pass and showing off that, hey, we can give you guys the games that you want and you only have to pay 10 bucks a month which is you know 120 bucks a year for access to over 100 games it's phenomenal it's 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 amazing and i really think microsoft is heading in a fantastic direction with this xbox game pass uh, i look forward to seeing it expanding even further down the road but uh, for now they're doing a great job with it and i look forward to more games now let's go ahead and talk cuphead <laughs> briefly right now um cuphead is dropping some brand new dlc guys and uh from what it looks like there's a brand new uh character that you can play as uh, i don't know if it's a third person that you can bring into the game and play with you so it's no longer just two-player co-op it's three-player co-op i don't know if that's true or not i haven't really looked into it i haven't had the time to look into it but there's a new character um to add to that uh, two-person roster which is uh chalice i think it's her name is legendary chalice i think is what they what they said um yeah really cool to see that they're expanding on this game now this game got a lot of flack when it first came out for being so difficult um the developers came out and said you know what we wanted it to be this way and we're standing by it which i think is awesome that's the vision that they had from the beginning of their development time and they're sticking to it and i can appreciate that that's the game that they're trying to make guys and uh you know if, if people don't like it it's too hard for them then, you know you simply don't have to play it you know um all i do know is that 
as hard as it is on normal mode, they even have uh, an even harder mode um, that you can beat the game on. I, I think it's called like master mode or something like that. But it is uh, very, very, very difficult, uh, much more difficult than the normal mode. So um, they totally intended on making this game challenging. It's a beautiful game. It's got that 1930s, 1940s kind of cartoon art style that really uh, is, is very attractive and very appealing to look at. So, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, the, the DLC is called uh, Cuphead in the Delicious Last Course. Cuphead in the Delicious Last Course. So if you guys are looking forward to Cuphead, uh, let me know in Discord if that's something that you guys are, are pumped about. Okay, so near the end of the press conference here, uh, or press event that they had, their showcase, so to speak, I don't know what to call them. They're calling them all sorts of stuff nowadays. It used to be called press conferences. Now they're like showcases and, uh, you know, press events and you know they got nintendo has his own like they, they call it the treehouse or the nintendo direct and it's just so many things to call them in at the end of uh microsoft's press event that's what i'm gonna call it uh they showed off uh, gears tactics and gears pop which is uh directly uh, a direct tie-in to the gears franchise they're like kind of offshoots from the original gears games that's gears of war um, and then after that, um, they kind of, they kind of surprised us cause I thought that was all they were going to show from gears, but, uh, they ended up showing, uh, you know, uh, some cutscenes and, uh, from gears five, uh, which looked really cool. Gears of war five, uh, they stopped calling it gears of war, uh, and they just called it gears five, which looked cool. I mean, it's, it's almost like they're rebranding it since it's, uh, the new publisher or uh, new developer that's uh, taking care of this game, uh, that took care of the, the fourth game as well. But it looked cool. It made me want to go back and, and play uh, Gears of War 4 just to kind of finish up that story. I'm about halfway through it, and I haven't I haven't finished it. And uh, it was fun. Uh, it's just other games came out, and I had a lot going on, so I never went back to it. But uh, I think this week we're going to be playing that uh, starting off on Monday. We're going to try to beat that game all the way through. I'm going to start off from the beginning and try to beat that. Gears looks gorgeous. Uh, it's, a, it's a fine, fine game. That studio is top-notch. Um, they definitely know how to, that's the coalition, they definitely know how to uh, how to make uh, a good, solid game. Um, and I think they're kind of almost like rebranding the Gears franchise in a way. They're making it more story-driven uh, rather than having all that action compacted into, a, into that experience. They're really trying to tell a story here, and uh, I think that's wonderful. I love games that really immerse you into the story uh, instead of having like a lot of boom action in your face or whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I'm really, really uh, happy, and, and I'm, um, I'm happy with that trailer that they showed. Um, it, it literally made me want to go back and, and start over on Gears 4 just to kind of see what's really going on in that, in that world. Um, I saw some new weapons that were showing off, a giant hammer-looking thing. Uh, somebody, I think the main character that you were playing as, uh, she used a dagger on one of the creatures and just kind of, like, drew, like attacked her. She stuck it in the face and just kind of ripped it downward. And, and you know, that's that kind of visceral experience that you're going to get from a Gears game. Um, there were also kind of hints at, like, uh, what looked like a kind of a, a Last of Us experience with the clickers from The Last of Us, um, the enemy types where it was like this, uh, she was trying to, the main character was trying to kind of maneuver through a kitchen, and she was trying not to wake these things up, these locusts that are uh, new, looked like a new enemy type, um, and, and one woke up, and then the rest of them woke up, and soon she was surrounded by, you know, you know, 10 of them, so it was, uh, it was pretty cool to watch that, and uh, it definitely made me want to play the, uh, the new Gears, uh, Gears 5 game, but I definitely need to finish up that Gears 4. So just as the press conference was uh, was ending, um, you know, Phil Spencer was wrapping it up 
and uh, we kind of got a nice little uh, kind of fake out. Um, I I thought that E3 was getting hacked. I thought their press conference was getting hacked. Microsoft was getting hacked. I was like, no, this is crazy. And it turned out it was just uh, CD Projekt Red trying to drop their new uh, you know title that they've been working on, Cyberpunk 2077. And man, does that game look amazing. Now, I don't know much about the Cyberpunk universe. Uh, I know there's a book out there uh, and a lot of big fans, uh, you know, who love the book. And I think there's maybe a movie or something like that uh, from back in the day. Uh, But from what I can tell, that game looks gorgeous. It looks uh, almost like a condensed GTA 5 game or a condensed uh, Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, Just looked super, super cool. Um, it looked very vertical. There was a lot of uh, things going on. That cyberpunk universe looked really interesting. There was a lot of uh, you know technology that was being used. Uh, even the clothing that people were wearing uh, had had uh, emissive uh, textures on it, which made them glow. Uh, you know, certain parts of their of their clothing were glowing, and it just it looked really really fancy and and very cool. You could tell CD Projekt Red has been working on this game for a very long time. Now, what we saw was actually a live. Uh, trailer it was a, a live it was I don't want to say live action it wasn't live action but it was CGI definitely but it definitely was not gameplay uh, so I'm still very uh, curious to what that game is gonna look like I, I uh, you know actually look like um, I got the idea that they're trying to put out there it's a futuristic and it's you know it's got that punk look to it but what exactly is going on in that universe uh some of the things were answered in some analysis videos that some of the big uh critic websites are are you know going over but i mean for me i still i still want to know what exactly is going on who's our main character what exactly are we are we doing in this in this world in this universe uh, who, who who are we? What's our what's our main character look like? Why is he you know bald and and drives a really fast car and you know who's he connected with? So there's still lots of questions uh, to be answered. But from what I could tell, it was a fantastic showing of the game. It really piqued my interest, and I'm very excited to see what that game's going to look like here in the near future. Um, they I don't think we got a release date, but uh, one thing I did hear uh, while I was watching the press event um, during an interview was that. Uh, this game will be in first person. <clears throat> Excuse me. It will be in first person. Uh, you will not see your character. Uh, however, I think you're going to be able to change your clothes, and maybe the cutscenes will show your character in in third person as you kind of walk through uh, some of the cutscenes that they have for us here. But it will be in first person. So uh, it's kind of strange that CG, CD Projekt Red would be, would make you a first person uh, and will put you in first person view, uh, considering that the Witcher series has always been a third person view game. But uh, it's cool. It's cool to see that CD Projekt Red is willing to take chances and take risks, uh, you know, to kind of innovate on what they already know how to do. So yeah, very excited about that. And uh, that was pretty much the end of the uh, Microsoft uh, press conference here. And with that, uh, the end of this episode. So thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, this is only the first part of, uh, or the first episode of, uh, of four episodes that we're going to have here on the Live Game Repeat podcast. Uh, we're going to continue to uh, analyze these games, check out these games. I'm going to share my opinions um, in the next few episodes. Uh, th- these will be coming out within um, this, probably the next two or three weeks. 
uh, just depending on when I have time to record. But guys, it's been a blast. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, if you want to check out our Discord, like I said, come to our stream, which is on Twitch. Uh, that's twitch.tv uh, slash player1 underscore LGR. Uh, come check us out there. We're playing video games all the time. Uh, I even play with viewers and uh, people who listen to the podcast and everything. So we have a lot of fun there. Uh, you can also check out our Twitter page, which is not really that active. Uh, that's at LiveGamerPete. Uh, we don't really do too much on Twitter there, but you can find us there as well, just in case you want to uh, follow or anything like that. Um, but Twitch is where we're at right now. We spend the majority of time uh, throughout the week on Twitch. Uh, big shout out to uh, Barka. Uh, Hedgevitsky, uh, big shout out to Loviani, uh, Forza Blade, uh, these guys are all the, uh, very, very loyal, uh, people who come to the stream very often, uh, much appreciated, great people, um, we have so much fun there, and I just wanted to b- give a big shout out to all you guys out there listening to this podcast, um, couldn't do the stream without you guys, I really appreciate you so much, um, I, I can't, I can't even describe how, how thankful I am to have uh, people like you coming to the stream and uh, just having fun, you know, uh, playing games and, and, you know, especially with Splatoon 2. Torrance, I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me here today. Uh, like I said, we'll be back um, again for the next episode. We're going to take on Nintendo. So until next time, this is Adriano sending out positive vibes. We'll see you next time here on Live Game Repeat. <laughs>